We are raw and real mothers sharing our struggles, triumphs, and everything in between. We are all about being authentic and sharing who we are. None of us have it all together. We know how hard motherhood is. We also know how joyful motherhood is. We're here to grow with you. We're here to empower and support each other. As we share our hearts, we become stronger. Our stories bring us together. The mother heart is within every woman. Hi, welcome to our Mother Heart Podcast Circle. This is where we gather together and share what's on our hearts. So we begin by taking just a few minutes to ponder or meditate what what is on your heart right now. Whatever comes up is fine. And you can write it down or you can just think about it. And we invite you to do that with us. And then we're going to be talking and about just whatever is on our hearts. And we encourage you to share what comes up for you on our Facebook group, group, the Mother Heart Circle group, or on our Instagram, or, or do we have a Twitter? Wherever you can find us on social media. So just take a few minutes, focus on your breathing, ponder what's on your heart. We're going to do that for one minute. Okay, so sometimes it's so hard to just take it and focus on our hearts, but it's super helpful. What came up for you guys? Or does anybody want to share what what came up for them? What came up for me was my children, of course. I was thinking about how is this coronavirus affecting my children? Like, have I really thought about their perspectives, what they're going through? Have they been able to express themselves? Um, that was my thoughts. And just how do I help my children to express themselves? You guys have any thoughts about how to help your children in this time? That's a good question because a lot of times we're so focused on everything that needs to get done, school and, you know, all the changes in our lives and 
what's going on in the news and it's easy to just be oblivious a little bit to how is this affecting our children. Mm -hmm. I just know for me, I'm wanting to develop the skill or the, the ability to help my children learn to express what's going on because I think some of my kids are better at it than others, but just, I mean, I have little kids, but my older son, he really keeps things inside and I don't know. I just, I guess it's a discovery of learning how to help my children express themselves. Well, I think just the willingness to listen is probably huge. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, especially with um, kids who you know, aren't aren't as inclined to just open up their hearts, I think that when you have ex uh, relationships like that, it's especially important to remind, at least for me, to remind myself that, and then to be willing to stop what I'm doing and talk with them when even when it's you almost always inconvenient because that's the only time they're opening up to me. And to be aware and pay attention to those little moments or those little signs that they're trying to open up to me and to respond immediately to them, I found um, has helped my son. He doesn't, um, he just usually is pretty independent throughout the day. But um, a lot of times if I, you know, go and catch him before he falls asleep when he's in bed, uh, I don't know if you guys experience this, but suddenly he just opens up and he starts sharing what's on his heart and, you know, what thoughts and feelings he's having. And with the COVID-19, he, he told me the other day that he's been praying that it would end and he just can't wait till it ends. And I just see my kids playing and running around and I don't realize that <clears throat> all the time that they're actually carrying some weight and you know, and having struggles of their own kids are amazing and resilient. And I'm just I'm proud of all of these kids in the whole world who are um, being strong during this time and teaching me how to, how to live. Yeah. I think, I think that's a key point is, you know, a couple of things as far as like just allowing them to open up, I think creating those situations you know, a being open to um, when they're inconvenient or when they're like during dinner or you're you're trying to clean or you're trying to change the baby because they're poopy or whatever, and then they come up and they're trying to share with you and to just be like, that's okay, that's fine. I can listen while I'm doing this. This is more important. My mother was really good at that, just stopping what she was doing and just really focusing on what we were saying. So I think, you know, being willing to stop what we're doing and be interrupted to, you know, take the time to listen. And then also, um, you know, at night, like you were saying, Kylie, that's when my kids open up, especially my son. Um, he's the oldest, he's eight. And um, he, he doesn't really express himself like in serious ways very often. And so at nighttime, I notice that's when he'll open up after we put everyone in bed and you know, he'll just kind of mention to me something. Um, and so just being willing to like, you know, it's okay. He can go to bed a little bit later and I can just sit here and listen. Um, 
another thing that I that I've noticed for me growing up was um, when my parents would overreact about something, then I was a lot less inclined to share with them later on. And so I think that just watching the way that we react about what they're sharing with us rather than judging or getting angry immediately or whatever, you know, just accepting like, okay, so you were the one that made the hole in the door the other day. Okay. All right. Well, so tell me what happened, you know, how did that happen and why and how do you feel about, you know, rather than be like, what? You, you broke my door and, you know, like that's going to cause them to close up. Right. One other thought that I had, and then I'll be done, but just um, one thing that that I've learned and that I've experienced is um, reading with your kids. When you read a book and you discuss it with them, um, a lot of times through the characters, you can start, you know, the, the what the characters experience, you can t start talking about, you know, what they're experiencing and, and um you know, how they responded and how the kids would respond in that situation. And sometimes that helps open the channels for kids to share things in a non-confrontational way. You know what I mean? Like, um, so that it's just a discussion and it's, oh, it's about this character, but then they can kind of learn about something that maybe is bothering them um, that, that they'd be willing to share in this situation because it doesn't feel so formal like maybe a, a formal interview would right that's feels a little more scary at least in my opinion so this kind of opens them up to being willing to share so those can I add to that yeah oh, sorry can I add to that Janessa I was just thinking uh, about Mr. Rogers I watched the recent movie about him and learned that all of the puppets that he used in his show um represented parts of, I think, his personality, but it was a way to express emotions that maybe felt unsafe for him to express, like, personally. But I think that that could be also a useful tool, um, just kind of maybe some role-playing or something like that. I remember one time I was in a super bad mood. I'd gotten in a big fight with my spouse, and my four-year-old daughter wanted me to play dolls with her. And I was like, okay, fine, you know. So I got the, you know, I got one doll and she had some other dolls. And I pretty much like role played with the dolls, my frustration. And it was so interesting because after that, she was like, mom, I'm so sorry. You feel bad. You know, like she was able to understand through the, <laughs> the role playing with the dolls, like just how I felt about the situation. Yeah, I know. So anyway, that might be interesting, kind of just playing you know with that's water. really cool that's cool and I took a play therapy class and that was one of the main things that they teach is that children communicate through play play is their language and toys are their words cool so that's a great example of that of how she picked up on that she knew that language already yeah that's so mm -hmm. awesome well, yeah. so that's actually, uh, there was a therapist that worked at, um, so I used to teach at an elementary school, and she was the special ed uh, teacher, and so, um, but she would, she was also trained as a therapist, and the therapy that she would do is she had like this little sandbox, 
Um, and she had uh, shelves and shelves of just little figurines and stuff that, that they could choose. And so they could, the child would come and they would choose some of the, the characters and uh, some of the toys and bring them to the um, sand tray. And she just let them play with the sand tray. And, and she could tell through these stories, like if they were always fighting with each other that, you know, that obviously that there was fighting in the kid's life that they needed to resolve. Or if it was always, they were like the superhero and there was other people, you know, that maybe they felt like they had to be the savior all the time, that they were always having to save people. Or, you know, sometimes it was, if there was, uh, they were in the middle and they were a really small figurine and there was all these big ones around them that they kind of felt trapped by the people around them or whatever. And so she learned a lot from, um, you know, the plague, just like you mentioned, Shirley, just, and so, um, anyway, I thought that was interesting that that's actually a therapy that, that is available for kids. And even I, even if you don't understand all of like the, the different, um, aspects about that therapy, I think that, that doing that, allowing the kids to play and show you, you know, some of the things that are going on with them would be helpful too. So. Yeah, I learn a lot of things from watching my kids play. I just quietly <laughs> watch them and I'm like, oh, consequences is definitely a thing that's on their mind lately. <laughs> playing and like, we better not do that or you're going to get a consequence. And I'm like, that's definitely a big deal to them right now in life. So <laughs> I have an acronym I wanted to share um, that um, my midwife, Roxana, shared with me. Um, and it's, it's listen, it's a listen acronym. And I thought it was really great for practicing listening to your children. And so the, the words are look, invest, silent, thankful, empathy, and nurture. So look is look on the heart, invest, invest my attention, um, silent, pray to hear and see the unseen, thankful, thankful they are opening up and sharing, empathy. Um, and then nurture trust in them, um, in love and Christ. So I, I just thought that was really great, uh, little guideline to think about when thinking about listening. Will you That's share that on the Facebook thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was awesome. Roxana, if you listen into this, I hope you're okay with me sharing that. It's great. So. I shared it. I th I figured you'd be fine with it. <laughs> Is there anything else on anyone else's hearts? Because I would love to know. I would like to share what mine also has to do with parenting and my kids and stuff and, and dealing with this whole quarantine thing. In the beginning, I don't know. I've noticed that I have a tendency to try to protect my kids from pain and disappointment. And with quarantine, that really brought that to life, like to the forefront of my experience. And um, so I was just doing so much and doing too much to try to help everybody be happy. I even ended up injuring myself over it. Like, And then I was in bed for a week and I really couldn't do anything, hardly anything. And what I learned from that was how resilient my kids 
are and how much they were able to actually do and how they were able to actually grow when I kind of got out of the way. Like instead of me doing so much for them, they were learning how to serve me and learning how to just serve in general and helping one another more. And anyway, so they were learning how to develop more emotional resilience through all of this. (laughs) Wow. The right thing for us to do is to rest. And that's been a hard thing for me to learn when I'm told time and time again, you know, I, I go to my knees and I feel like there's more I should be doing. And the answer I continually get is, no, you're doing exactly what you need to be doing and you need to rest. And that has been just a really powerful experience for me to understand. Once again, going back to, we've talked about in our other podcast, um, our worthiness and that my worthiness is not contingent on what I am doing or not doing. And even, even our savior rested when he needed to rest, even while there was turmoil, there was a storm and a ship was being tossed back and forth and everyone was fearing for their lives. And he was resting because he knew that's what he needed to do in that moment. I think sometimes that's, that's just how life is, especially as a parent. We, we have to know, and it's important to learn within ourselves when it's, when it's that time to rest and when it's that time to get up on our feet and, and steal the waters, so to speak. And there are seasons and moments and seconds and days for all of those things. So good, Kylie. I think something that's helped us is, is just, you know, I, for us, our routine hasn't changed a whole ton because we were already homeschooling before, but um, obviously things have changed, but not as much as maybe for someone who's had their kids in public school and then has now had them home all the time. Um, But I think having that a routine every morning, you know, a loose routine for me, because I'm horrible at schedules, but, um, but just, you know, having, okay, we're going to get up, we're going to, you know, get breakfast, we'll do our, our few, a few chores, then we'll go do school. And then, you know, in the afternoon, we've got uh, more chores and playtime, you know, just that normalcy of having that routine. uh, And even if it's changed somewhat for you, but just having a a routine, I feel like has helped us um, to just feel like, oh, well, this is just life. This is how it is, rather than having that fear of, oh, no, well, I can't do this. And I can't do that. It's like, oh, well, this is just how our routine is right now during this time period. You know, a, a big thing as far as with the coronavirus, um, you know, I I try and stay calm about it and just, you know, it's okay. It's 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 out there and it's happening, but we're fine. We're here in our home and we've got plenty. We've got each other. We've got, you know, plenty of things to do. And, you know, this is a great time to just connect and enjoy. <clears throat> I think also to... to um, to have a lot of compassion with ourselves, like lower expectation. I remember as a teacher, when I was teaching, I, I taught first, second, and third graders. And um, I was also single and I was dating. And so I'd stay up late sometimes um, and get then have to get to work the next day. And you know how it is when you don't get sleep and you have to deal with children the next day. <laughs> then you're like, um, so I... I just, on those days, I would tell myself, you know what, it's okay. I 
I don't have to like be perfect. I can kind of lower my standards of, or my expectations on myself just a little bit so that I can practice that self-compassion more and I can be more compassionate with the kids. And, and I think this time is the perfect time to do that. This is the perfect time, not necessarily that you're lowering your expectations, but just that you're, that, you know, it's more about enjoying each other rather than, you know, making sure that they're learning everything that they need to, that they would be learning at school or that, you know, your house is as clean as it normally is when they're not here all the time. You know what I mean? So um, just being okay with that imperfection, being okay with just enjoying each other's company instead of, you know, and this is, I'm talking to myself because that's what I've been doing. Like, Oh, I need to be doing more. And, you know, I have this extra time. And so I'm trying to, cram all this information down my kids throats or I'm trying to you know do all these extra things and instead it's like no it's okay to just relax and and enjoy the time that I have and not be so worried like you were saying Kylie just rest and and um you know I think if we're not as scared ourselves that our kids will um be able to be calm as well so so I have a comment. Um, I like to observe things around me. I just like to walk around and watch. And sometimes I don't know what to do with myself because I'm like, I see like 50 things I need to do and I don't know which one to do first. And But when I get in that mode, I just decide I just want to watch what people are doing, what my children are doing, what my husband's doing, and I'm observing what's happening. And for some reason that helps me become centered as I observe what's happening around me and um, what I've been observing during all of this time that we've had with each other at home during the, this quarantine time is that we are building a lot of resilience um, I'm developing quite a bit more resilience than I had before and I've seen it in my children too and at the beginning of this quarantine, they would say they're bored. And I'd say, good. You know, it's like, and so they're learning, okay, I can do things without having someone entertain me. I can figure out how to enjoy life myself, which is huge. And then, um, well, I'll sit right down when I was thinking. Um, let's see. Yeah, like, um, I don't know where I was going with that, but I just enjoy watching my children. I don't want to say struggle, but I can see that there are things in, or blocks or struggles that they perceive as struggles. But from my outside perspective, I, I see it as um, something to grow into and become even better in yourself. So... It's kind of an exciting time for me to watch that growth in each of my kids. And, yeah. I, I really appreciate Shirley and Anna Maria that perspective. Like, because Shirley, you talked about your kids developing that too. Uh -huh. And you are observing that happening. And that's kind of shifting my panic in a way that my kids are struggling so much or my one son. It's like, this is a great time for him to grow, um, be more resilient emotionally or to learn more about himself too. It's not just what I'm learning for our family or 
myself, it's like he's having his own experience too. And it's pretty, if I can change my perspective, that helps me a lot to see mm-hmm. that this is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think this has been a great discussion. And I think that there's been, I love what I love about this, what we're doing and what we're trying to do is gathering the collective wisdom of women that we've kind of lost as our society has become more separated. And I really truly believe that as we do that, we will become healthier as a whole society and as individuals. And so we would love to hear your thoughts. Like I said before, we invite you to join in with us on our mother heart circle Facebook group and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and everywhere else. And thanks for joining in. We value you and we love you. Goodbye. See you later. Thank you so much for joining our Mother Heart Circle. Please send us your thoughts, inspiration, experiences, and stories. Your voice is important. Your wisdom and your hearts are needed. We believe in you. We love you. And thank you for being you.